You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Welcome to this week's edition of the Yarra Bowl School Users Group Radio Show for Monday the 10th of January 2022. We are proud to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, traditional owners of the land from which we transmit people-powered radio. Thank you to Democracy Now! for the last hour of current affairs. Yarra Bowl School Users Group Radio, we're a weekly program about bicycles, cycling, walking, possibly, active transport, urban matters, micro-mobility and all parts in between. My name's Chris and on today's show I'm going to be speaking to Ali, a uh, resident of Clifton Hill West, about things that she's seen change in her area and this is continuing in our summer series of uh, programs about people who live in Yarra and their issues and their observations. With uh, other stuff I've got coming up today, I've got two news items to do with local works in the Yarra area. One that you may have seen, and if you haven't, it is a game changer, that uh, France is mandating that car ads must come with a caveat, walk, bike or take up public transit instead. You're probably very aware of very high-end ads to do with cars. You've probably seen thousands of them over the last couple of decades. Now, in France, advertisements urging people to buy the latest Peugeots or the Renaults will soon come with a caveat urging viewers or listeners to walk and bike instead. Under a new regulation slated to take effect in March, French automakers will be required to include messages on car advertisements that encourage viewers to seek more environmentally friendly travel alternatives. Now, I'm just uh, quoting this from the Washington Post, and that's an article for Thursday, the 6th of January. Now, automakers will be able to choose between three messages according to the rule published in France's official journal. Consider carpooling. For short trips, opt for walking and cycling, or use public transportation for everyday trips. At the end of the message, avatars must affix the hashtag move pollute less. And there's the French version of that as well. I've just said the English version of it. The requirement is to apply to ads distributed on radio, television, in theatres, on the internet, and on big screens as well as print ads. If the advertisers fail to include the message, they can be fined up to the equivalent of $56,000, and that's US, so what that's in euros would be quite interesting. Similar measures have been in place in France for food advertisements, which instruct French consumers to cut back on junk food and eat more fruit and vegetables. And in countries across the world, tobacco ads often carry administrations that uh, smoking can cause cancer or death. Well, from an Australian perspective, you would be very aware of that. 
France's move follows years of lobbying from environmental groups which have called for a ban on car ads. Beginning March the 1st, car manufacturers must also include a vehicle carbon dioxide emissions class in promotions. And that's reported in the uh, Le Mans. Ads for the highest polluting vehicles will be banned beginning 2028. And it goes in this article I'm reading from the uh, Washington Post goes into a bit about uh, decarbonising transport and the like. Now, these measures come as France ramps up efforts to combat climate change and France's High Council on Climate warned over the summer country was not on track to meet its pledge of reducing greenhouse gas emissions by 40% compared to the 1990 levels by the end of the decade. Transport-related emissions make up a quarter of the European Union's greenhouse gas emissions, according to the European Environmental Agency. And uh, we, I think, have mentioned over the show of the years, we have an extraordinarily high amount of our emissions in Australia are same. Will we see that similar thing start sweeping the globe? Well, in Australia, we have a, uh, as, as many people or many other shows on this uh, radio station will attest to, we have a laissez-faire attitude and a very ignorant attitude to regulation and or taking control of situations and or emissions and a whole bunch of things. <laughs> I see it as a, a game changer, but only if... Well, the ignorant start listening, which I don't think they will. I think as uh, something, if you're feeling downhearted by that, um, go back and listen to Carlton Reid. I had on the show a few months ago, we were talking about uh, COP26 and um, kind of the some of the bulldust coming out of that and uh, what's going to happen in the future. Okay, I'm just going to try and be a bit more positive now. Recently, the first meeting of the City of Yarra Active Transport Advisory Committee took place back in um, early December. Yours truly is a member, and there's several community members on that as well. That is replacing the old uh, Bicycle Advisory Committee. So, yeah, that's interesting because you know, I'd been on that since well, 2004. This is... Uh, a new iteration which aligns with walking, cycling, scooters being involved in this too now. So there's a whole bunch of very interesting terms of reference coming up for this. So if you're interested in having input, you know how to contact me. Um, I've got various channels. You can contact me through uh, 3CR or Yarrabug. And there's quite a few other people who are involved as community members as well. Now, I have some uh, works notifications here. City of Yarra are doing some works on the Yarra Boulevard. Uh, this is a flashing light wombat crossing. Uh, it's in front of Melbourne Girls College. Now, these works were scheduled to commence last week, Wednesday, the 5th of January. What they're doing is conducting two new flashing light wombat crossings. It's raised Ashfield. And this is happening... The works are happening in Yarra Boulevard in front of Melbourne Girls College shown on this map. So you, if you go along the main Yarra Trail or you go onto the boulevard, that area, you'd be very familiar with it. So what they're doing is reconstructing the curb and channel along with the installation of new drainage pits and heel safe train, tactile pavers installation with line marking to follow completed asphalt works and installation of flashing pedestrian crossing lights and overhead uh, luminaries or lights i suppose so yeah if you want to find out more drop them an email at info at yarracity.vic.gov.au there's a whole bunch of stuff here that works will be done by their contractor aussie civil and what i'll do is i'll put this onto social media the work should be uh, completed 
within about five weeks. So that's five weeks from 5th of January 2022. Other works notifications, I've got a bit more notice on this one, is that Yarra trams are doing track maintenance and renewal works along sections of Swan Street in early February 2022. And the early works will be from February the 2nd until February the 11th and they're 24-hour works and then the major works will be from the 11th of February until Saturday the 19th. Now the actual area this will be is Swan Street between Wallen Road, Bridge, Richmond and sorry, Swan Street. So Swan Street between Daddo and Burnley Streets will be closed from Friday the 11th of February 8pm to 5am as those dates I just gave. Expect road closures, noise, 24-hour works, and uh, there will be local access changes and detours for public transport, traffic, bicycles, and pedestrians. I'll put this uh, into the podcast description. Up next, we'll be talking to Ali about Clifton Hill West. Have you been caught behind? Your maiden been bowled over? Not a streaker in sight? Tune in to 3CR Summer Programming for a summer series of a different kind. Hi, my name is Ali Wirtz. I live in West Clifton Hill, which is an area bounded by Wellington Street, uh, Hoddle Street and Alexandra Parade and Queen's Parade. And I've lived in this area for 21 years, um, first in Wellington Street and then moved around the corner, but always so stayed in this area the whole time. I became involved with Streets Alive Yarra through meeting Jeremy, who started the whole website. During 2020, during COVID lockdown, I was involved in a program through the city of Stonington. It was an environmental champions program and we were looking at cycling, improving cycling infrastructure in Stonington and pointed in the direction of Jeremy. So then it led to me becoming involved as a champion for West Clifton Hill under Streets Alive Yarra. You were advocating for a lot better pedestrian crossing on Gold Street. Yes, so this was a few years ago when my children were at the local primary school and I had noticed, usually when I'd sort of left my kids and was heading to the gym down in um, the Collingwood Leisure Centre, I would see kids and parents attempting to cross Gold Street from the Darling Gardens over to the other side of Gold Street to the school. There is a pedestrian crossing further down Gold Street, but you then had to cross South Terrace to get to that and there was no pedestrian crossing supervisor there and so it wasn't really accessible to people to get to primary school so I'd see parents precariously waiting in the middle island it's a really busy area particularly around school drop-off time a lot of people driving up and down Gold Street and so I'd noticed I think it might have been in the council one of the council newsletters around that time they were wanting input about things to improve pedestrian safety or just general road safety in the area. So I contacted the council. I was on long service leave at the time, that's right, so I had a bit of time to do this sort of thing. I think they, yeah, they wanted to spend money and so they asked me to 
meet with them and I met with the somewhat a representative from Yarra and looked at where the best spot was. We talked about the roundabout too that was a bit further up Gold Street towards Queen's Parade and how that was dangerous too and I'd seen kids trying to cross there to get to school on their scooters and on foot and because I'd worked around South Melbourne area I'd seen the roundabouts there near South Melbourne Market that had raised pedestrian crossings sort of it's like a speed hump pedestrian crossing on the roundabout but so people pedestrians could cross safely rather than getting mown down by cars as they sped up to get around the roundabout so advocated for that too but the first thing that happened was the Gold Street crossing and now it's really lovely to see kids crossing safely and cars are really respectful and stop generally much more than in other areas so mm. it's just yeah it was rewarding to see it see it there and um, being used regularly. So your Gold Street I was just kind of thinking of the well-known peanut about further up. Um, oh the peanut yeah well there's both so it yeah. started with the one on Gold Street at yep. the end on the southern end of Darling Gardens but in the context of talking about that, I talked about that peanut and how, yeah, that was not safe either and was another route to school for a lot of kids. Um, yeah. A lot of older people living around there too, yeah. Because there's, yeah, there's a fair bit of school activity around there and they like people coming up, oh, you know, from, yeah, Gold Street to be across one from there. Not so fond memories of the peanut about before it was redone as a cyclist. At, uh Ah, uh, Yes. It's kind of like no one really knew what to do with it. Like, you know, who's got right away yeah. here? Because it wasn't conventional. <laughs> yes, yes, true. Because you've got the middle cross, the crossings in the middle too for the pedestrians from the park to that corner of Hodgkinson Street and Gold. So you say on the whole now that mm-hmm. it's working better than it did? Absolutely, definitely. I mean, there's still a little troubled spot, which I do need to start chatting to council about, and it's on my champions page on Streets Alive. There's a little spot on North Terrace on that side of the park. There's not really a safe place to cross North Terrace. There's there's sort of, I don't know if you can recall, there's sort of a bluestone kind of curb that it's not level access if you're trying to cross from one side of Hodgkinson Street to Mm. the other. Because you get a lot of through traffic from Ramsden into North Terrace across Hoddle. Yes, definitely. But it's it's interesting because I work in Paran, so I do see the comparison with what goes on in Yarra to Stonington, and we're definitely ahead here. <laughs> and cars are definitely more respectful of pedestrian crossings here than over that's over there. I must say, there's a difference. Coming up at the Nightcap, Better Late, running till 3am every Friday and Saturday, featuring the best local and international bands and DJs, including Zeitgeist Freedom Energy Exchange, Gypsy Brown with Tando, Spasta with Adriana and Odd Mob, Domingo Latino Sundays with La Influencia and Calle Luna. Upcoming shows including Art vs Science, ModCon, I Know Leopard and more. For info and tickets, head to thenightcat.com.au. A 3CR supporter.
So on the whole, with West Clifton Hill, would you say things have improved in the last, you know, since you've been there for like 20 odd years, you've seen improvements to traffic and well, I think everybody also uses the roads as well and, and the footpaths and through traffic. Yes, I would say so. And definitely now with the pop-up bike lanes as well, that's an improvement. The through fare now from Wellington, that all came up during COVID lockdown, that the, the, you cannot turn, no turns into Alexandra Parade, left or right, if, if you're coming down Wellington Street towards the city. Um, so just sending way more cyclists around. And I'm one of those too. I'm a much more confident cyclist thanks to the infrastructure that's popped up around here and down Wellington Street. Yeah, because like yeah. that thing like coming coming south off Wellington and you've got uh, – have you found it with all the construction work further down because they were blocking off bits? Further down Wellington. You mean yeah. the, other side of, like the other side of Johnson Street? Yeah. Down there? Yeah. Yeah, look, I don't go down that far as much. I tend to kind of turn off and then do all my shopping in Spit Street. But I did, a few times I did go in towards East Melbourne and, yes, it, it is a bit tricky um, and that will probably go on for a while, I think. There's still lots more sites down there. But, yeah, I do really like how they've improved it along there, the spots where you can turn right into street. And just the fact that cars are going 30K makes such a difference. Although it's 40 up there, isn't it? Is it 40 up the other oh, side of? I'm not I think it might be 40 the other side of, of um, Elgin. Johnson Street, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And have you mm. had a chance to have a look at any of the pop-up lanes along Heidelberg further up? I have, yes. I love it. It's Ooh. fantastic. Yes, so I've been going to Fairfield a lot more than I would have to Station Street shops because of those those lanes. So, um, yeah, used it a fair bit. So I really encourage everyone to put their feedback in about that i've noticed i was reading the facebook pages quite a bit at the start and there were lots of there was a bit of negativity from a few people but i think you know the more they're there and people they just get people get used to it eventually that's why it's such a great idea the whole pop-up it's not permanent but you know let's see how it goes and listen to feedback yeah, I think it's great. Yeah, what do you yeah. think, Chris? Are you I happy with them? Oh, I'm very happy with them because it connects like Clifton Hill and then it's it's difficult sometimes to get into Fairfield or people, you know, that next suburb yeah. across and it just connects them. Yes. Because this is yes. the thing about too much traffic or the way that things have been previously designed. If you've got a different way of getting around and it's not 100% by car, it's a bit isolating. Yes, absolutely. And it's just satisfying to be, well, you know, when they were doing the pairs on, the bridge the last couple of weeks the bridge oh, yeah. on high street yeah and so so many more people using the bike lanes and it's just such an easy way quick and easy way to get around locally and that's what i've discovered over the last two years well through covid lockdown just how much easier it is to run errands on my bike and not that i drove a lot i would walk but then that would be i wouldn't walk to say station street but you know just it's so much it's efficient and and the more people that are doing it the more confident you feel yeah, well, you're giving people an option to get around that not necessarily you have to use, you know, use your car for short trips or you can, you know, yeah. mix it up a bit. Because, yeah, have you seen any of the new yeah. stuff like on Napier Street as you're going north off Clifton, no, off, I should say, off uh, Queen's Parade, and you're coming in towards a Fitzroy Swimming Pool and there's new treatments there as well when you cross um, Queen's uh, Parade? Actually, yeah. yes. It looks like a game yeah, of Twister. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I did cross over there at one point. Yes, there are lots of little landings and things. Yeah, I often do the trip to Aldi and, you know, up Napier Street 
Fitzroy, where that's that I'm liking all that too. Just the markings on the road make it, yeah, a lot more obvious that it's a shared space and the lower speed limits generally. Yeah, just I think it's it's quite lovely to see much more bike riding happening and all kinds of riders, you know, all ages. There's a perspective in the media that people who ride bikes are a certain demographic or whatever. It's like it's computers, people getting around from A to B, people going to the shops, people meeting their friends, people going to school, people going to work. It's, yeah. Have you seen things change in your time in Clifton Hill, the type of rider or people, you know, that sort definitely. of Definitely. Yeah, yeah. 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 Definitely. It's that age range. And um, and I think what I'm seeing a lot more with e-bikes are people transporting kids on their bikes to school or to childcare. So a lot more of that as well, all ages, all shapes and sizes. There's less of the sort of lycra commuting, I'd say. But it's, you know, it, it's not the less. It's just that it, that's not dominating now, whereas that was what you'd see. Yeah. And you're not gender, a bit more of that. Your gender mm. split would be a lot different now. It wouldn't be so absolutely male-based. Yeah, absolutely. Like Clifton Hill Primary, would you see kids riding down there now? Now, that's a good question. I have not probably not around at that time to notice, I must say, because mm. I'm either I'm at work kind of school when school is coming and going. But I guess walking back from the train station, I'm seeing more people, kids coming through the park on their bikes and and kids being transported, younger kids on with parents transporting them on cargo bikes and they, they've come a long way too. It used to be that you know, parents would be balancing their kids on the back or they wouldn't be able to see them or, you know, what didn't look particularly comfortable, but now they're these great bikes with they can line up three kids <laughs> sitting behind. It's amazing. So yeah, um, yeah. a bit more of that. Because I've done a few shows on uh, cargo bikes, predominantly e-cargo bikes for, you know, carrying yes. stuff and all the kids. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it seems to be a, something that's really picked up and I'll probably say in the last two, three years of these options yeah, being open. Yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's fabulous, isn't it? That means less cars on the road. That's fantastic. And families not needing to have two cars or not even needing to have any cars at all, really. It makes it a much more feasible option. Looking for an easy way to keep up with your annual 3CR subscription? You can now set up an annual debit from your bank account or credit card, and once a year your payment will be automatically deducted. You can cancel at any time and you'll get a reminder each year before payment. Be a constant supporter of Melbourne's precious independent community radio station and set up a recurring payment today. Just go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe. like we are in Clifton Hill, you're pretty uh, public transport rich in terms of trams. You've got Cliffy Hill Station. You've got a lot of through buses. So, yeah. But do you have any issues, lots lots of through traffic coming through? A little bit because we are on Noon Street and it can bank up a little bit. But I wonder whether that's changed a little bit with the, um, the no left turns. 
the no turns into Alexander Parade. Be interesting to see some data on that. Well, it's hard. You can't. It's really hard to measure this stuff, isn't it? Because of COVID, <laughs> it's changed everything. With how often people are commuting, maybe there's not as many people commuting into work by car. So uh, that would be interesting to know. But yeah, so it's perhaps might become less of you know less people can't try to get onto the freeway through this going through West Clifton Hill. So mm. it's yeah, it's a bit hard to say. Kind of looking into the future, or do you have a wish list you'd like to see around your area or kind of further afield in, in Yarra? I'd love to see 30K zones expanded. I think that makes such a difference to confidence riding a bike, you know, confidence to do right-hand turns, which I'm always a little shaky about, but just knowing that the cars behind you are not going to be shooting up, that you can confidently signal and do a right-hand turn. So I'd like to see 30K zones, more bike parking. I don't think there's enough up on Smith Street because I don't want to ride on Smith Street. A bit worried about the trams and on-street parking. I think there needs to be more at the ends of each street, like um, I can't remember the name of that street that the primary school is on. It's one I usually go up on Otter Street maybe. Yeah, so yeah. more parking sort of up the top, you know, of those streets where mm-hmm. so people can come in and, and park bikes. I'm loving all the parklets now with COVID. Just, just taking over that car parking space just to make it a more cycle-friendly neighbourhood. I'm talking a bit more broadly with Yarra, not just West Clifton Hill. I'd like to see it a more walkable less dominance by cars more of a shift towards cycling and, and active transport that would be my wish list kind of like more people focused instead of you know just traffic that's right that's right definitely more trees and that's part of what streets alive is about as well just you know beautiful urban spaces and i guess mitigating the effects of climate change yes we're seeing less small buildings and less trees so more Trees and shared open space in development. So it'd be interesting to see what's going to happen with the gas works, I guess, how much open space there will be there. You know, we kind of notice Edinburgh Gardens and other spaces with increased population um, that there's really a lot of use of those spaces. We need more of them. So I'd like to see... Yeah, see more think, of that. Yeah, with the gas works, it's been kind of quite incredible watching the works continue down there because I've seen it in a certain way for 30 years and then... It's been demolished and then there's this huge, you've seen them, the big plastic marquee things they put in for them. Oh, they're amazing. Contamination. Yeah. yeah. Going to be amazing to watch what happens in that area because it was massive because it was used. I know, and you don't realise until it was empty, do you? No. (laughs) But I just couldn't get Mm. it. Like yourself, you couldn't get over the size of some of the remedial works in there. It was like we're taking this very seriously. Yeah. So I think think there's something on development.vic.gov.au, all the gas works for Fitzroy. So they're kind of like yeah, a, I'll have to have a look. A urban mm. village that in, uh, includes new housing, community facilities, and open space. So what? That's going yeah. to be fascinating. Yes, will be. That'll change things a lot, I think. And I think there's other development at the end of Council Street. I think there was going to be a supermarket there, and I don't know where they're talking about light. So that will change. We can make it more of an active transport kind of environment for everyone, and and for people of all abilities too to get around on scooters or walking frames. Less, you know, less hazards the better that is for our community, I think. Just like to encourage people to check out the Streets Alive website if they haven't heard about it. You've probably had Jeremy on before, have you, yeah. Chris? Yeah, from Streets Alive. Because, yeah, it's a, it's a really positive, visionary website. I was quite excited when I first discovered it. Yeah, it gives you lots of visions of what urban space can look like, lots of ideas of what's been done in other places, other parts of Melbourne, other parts of the world. So I'd encourage listeners to, to check that out because it's it's quite exciting. We can be living in times that seem challenging at times and, and negative, but to see 
what's possible is really exciting and, um, and energising. So, well, certainly, yeah, I found it that way. So I'd encourage people to check that out and to get involved in your local community, become a champion. change we need to show broad community support. Show your support for walking and cycling in the city of Yarra by appearing as a champion on the Streets Alive website, representing your local street, neighbourhood or school. It's fast, free and simple. Learn more at streets-alive-yarra.org. A 3CR supporter. This week's Yarra Bicycle User Group radio program should be podcast soon on 3cr.org.au forward slash podcast or go to yarrabug.org forward slash radio if you want to find additional details of what we discussed today. These podcasts are produced at Melbourne's activist radio station 3CR. Presenters are all volunteers and 3CR's existence depends upon the financial support of our listeners. Go to 3cr.org.au Click on the support tab and select either donate, subscribe, shop or fundraisers. Your subscription or donation keeps 3CR on air. CR would like to thank our Yarrabug program sponsor, Backrose Second Chance Cycles, for their financial support. Second Chance Cycles is a fantastic community workshop that recycles bikes, trains people in bike mechanics and sells bikes to the local community. If you have a healthcare card, they'll give you a bike free of charge. To find out more, search for Vacro online or drop into the underground car park, Harmsworth Street, Collingwood, any Thursday or Friday. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.